Come on, let's go, Raj. No, 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 no we, we should go. Let's no, go. Let's go. Come on, Raj. Don't be a killjoy. Come on, come on. We're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Come on, let's oh, go. Come on, come on. Come hey, on. Oh, shit. Hey, 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 listen. If we're going, shouldn't I have a gun? No. It'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me. Watchman's got Make love to the hammock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Film Actually, episode 101 for the 27th of July, 2014. I am Dave McVeigh, and I am joined in studio by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Hey, it's been a while. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. I thought we were going like, to roll with the whole... No, 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 no enough no, of this. We're just, we're, we're, you know, we're just going to slide back it's into this. It's been amazingly but. long, and that's awful, because I've missed this. Do you know what the one thing that really bothers me about this, though, is, is the fact that our last episode was the first Hobbit film, and yeah. now we'll be able to do the third Hobbit But we missed the second Hobbit film. We did miss and the you second Hobbit You know what the is? weirdest thing is, Dave? And I, look, I've, I've been away from this for a while. I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh, dear. I didn't... I didn't. We must rectify this. Yes. Well, it's... It's, it's it's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Prior to rectifying that, though, we are also joined in studio by therealbits.com's <laughs> Richard Gray. <laughs> Speaking of things not updated Sorry, for a while. I thought I'd throw that in there for uh, old time's sake. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying Josh was gone? For a while. Huh. Yeah. I know, I didn't feel like it. He, was, no. he, was, was, hi- he was hiding in the basement. <laughs> he's, he's in this I got locked in there. It's like, I'm not sure if you guys have been down there lately, but the lock on the front door, it's broken. If you need to get in there, just jiggle it a bit. Right. So, yeah, I just, like, it took me like three weeks to figure that out. That's why I kept putting my gum in that lock. <laughs> to keep him down there. <laughs> we are also joined tonight by Dave Longo. How are you? I'm Josh's replacement. <laughs> I knew that that See, would eventually is- become a thing. Thing, you know what I mean? It's been so a thing what since I, I started. <laughs> so what you're saying is... You logged me down there, you piece of shit. <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify, Dave, you're not Josh. Because I've been calling you Josh for like the last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I was so going to say, you guys should record The Hobbit Desolation of Smog when, As a special. When, when the third yeah. one oh, comes man. out. Yeah. We, we may just do that, actually. Yeah, just do a, We'll always review one Hobbit film behind. <laughs> <laughs> what we should have done is made this episode 102, and we'll come back to one. <laughs> Do we'll do 100.5. Dude, why, don't, why don't we just do an X-Men thing and just have like, you know, sort of show 1.02. Yeah. Oh, no, like what that. we want is we want film actually Days of Future Past. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is Film Actually, the official movie podcast of geekactually.com, and we're back, bitches. Yeah. This week, Kevin Smith releases a trailer for Tusk. Josh re-enters the bargain basement. We've had a long time since we've been down there, let me tell you. I, I put a stopper under the door, so I'll be fine. We can make it down there. And good. we have a pair of Film reviews this week. This week we're doing Brett Ratner's Hercules, and oh my god, Hercules! I, Hercules! And oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Uh, that's terrible of me. Uh, but we're also looking at Jun Ho Bong, Ju Ho Bong's Snowpiercer, uh, which we are going to split up a little bit for this because uh, we have two reviews. So Richard and I will be taking on Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> yes, I saw the quality film. Yeah, we saw the quality film. <laughs> Why is that not a soundbite? Like, come on, that should. Uh, I, I, I think. I need to get it yeah, on the soundboard. Yes, thank you. Can, can I try this one instead? 
Hercules commands it. That'll do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit more camp. I wouldn't, you know, like, but yeah, so. cool. <laughs> uh, but before we approach any of this, let's have a little look at some of the news highlights of the week. The or or of low the or low lights, as the case might be, because we covered all the best news on <laughs> the panels because it's Comic Con week. So of course, all the all the air was sucked out of the room for news uh, stuff for uh, Comic Con. We do have a couple of stories though that we should talk about. First of all, how do we all feel about a Thunderbirds remake? You know, I've been waiting for that. (laughs) I don't know how long. It's kind of like, remember, I think you probably remember from the old show when I used to have that recurring dream where I'd just wake up and I'd be like covered in, I'd be covered in sweat or some other sort of moisture and, and think, and just my first word would be, Thunderbirds. (laughs) Thunderbirds. <laughs> and all I want to like say Rosebud, really. And all I want to say about all that is you've said one of my favorite words, which of course is moist. moist. <laughs> I um I, I have to say that I think I'm more than anything just super confused at the idea. Because it's like part of me is looking at it like this. It's like I'm thinking about what the show is and the idea that we're talking about tiny little uh puppets and 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 spaceships, and I'm like if we remake this today, it's going to be ridiculous. Well, apparently what they're going to do with this is it's actually going to be a TV series. So they're actually making a remake of the TV series, and it's going to be live action and CG. So Didn't, no, what, yeah. didn't Jonathan Frakes do a version He of did full live action, and it was garbage. <laughs> right, so, uh, and I don't think this is going to be much better. But there's no. photos on the on the screen right now that we can That's look at. Awful. These are actually awful. from Comic-Con. These are models from it. It's actually they're a lot FAB, of it, Virgil. <laughs> apparently a lot of it's got to do with Weta, so they're, they're involved oh, in it. Oh, okay. All right, pulling so, back a moment. Pulling yeah, back. pulling back. So I'm curious to see what they do. But my question is: in this day and age, are we really? Do we really need? Can I also say that, like, I, like I, yeah. even even though I'm at an age group that was probably after it anyway, I still yeah. feel like the generation below it is going to be like, what? What is Thunderbirds? Yeah. That's like asking the a kid, hey, the do you yeah. have any floppy disks lying around? Kids are just like, yeah, okay, the floppy disk thing's interesting. Like, most people, the flo- the, the, the save icon on, yeah. on most documents means nothing to them. No. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you showed them a floppy disk, they'd be like, cool, you've made a 3D model of the save icon. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe so it's the same kind of thing. It's like I just look at this and I'm like, What's your target market here? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what? Who are you aiming at? Like, are my, you aiming at my age and hoping yeah. we're going to like it? My yeah. question is: Will a redone Thunderbirds actually cause a reinterest in the original Thunderbirds, the Jerry Anderson series? Because that could be interesting. I'd like to see a research. Maybe if it's like yeah, Jerry a, Anderson's a Thunderbirds meta, on Blu-ray. Come on. Maybe if it's like a meta comedy, you know, like the Lego film. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could because after with that. Team, after Team America, how do you sort of? That, yeah, that, yeah, that was exactly my yeah. thoughts. It's yeah. like, how do you, in a day and age that's literally parodied this, like we've now mm. just made it a joke, how do we bring that back, even if you do do it in CG, and give it any sort of life and someone to connect to? It's like you're hoping on a franchise just being well-known enough to connect to people. Most of the people I know were kind of like, yeah, it was camp and fun, but I wouldn't watch it mm. now. Um, I'm sorry, would any of you guys disagree with that? No, like, I would you sit down and watch all, the... D- yeah. No, exactly. I wouldn't disagree with that. And, I'm, and, and this, you're going to see a theme through the news here. No. <laughs> you're going to see a theme through the news here because we go from a remake of Thunderbirds to this poster was debuted um, at Comic-Con. Now, now, at this point, there is nothing happening. It's just a poster. Mm. Huh. But apparently the new owners of Heavy Metal are very interested in doing another film. And I right. think that's why they're at the Comic why they're at Comic-Con trying to flog their wares. The question that we have to say is heavy metal, very much a thing of its time. And mm. I really loved it. I mean, I saw it like 
dozens of times at the cinema. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. And I owned it on, on DVD and everything else. Heavy Metal 3000. 2000? 3000. I think it was... 2000. No, oh, I can't answer That's that. 2000. Sure. Well, we, we, we're sure. not up to 3000 yeah. yet. 2000. Okay. 2000. Let's say 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Was garbage... And really uninspired. Yeah. Uh, mostly an ad for Julie Strain. Most films that had the word 2000 in the title somewhere. <laughs> yeah. so, Blues Brothers, anyone? Anyway, <laughs> so, so the question is now, years down the track, are, are we waiting for a heavy metal movie? I'm sorry, I want to lead this one. because Josh has I want his to... hand up. No, but I, I literally, I want to ask Dave this question. Like, yes. okay, as somebody who watched this with an adult mind, I watched this more recently, like probably in the last four years. And okay. it was the first time I watched it. And I watched it and I'm like, as much as aspects of this are silly to me, be- just because of a generation thing, I'm like, most of this is really interesting and really unique. I just don't think in this day and age I could give enough directors that I could think about and be like, if I gave you the idea of heavy metal and went do something with it, I just don't think I'd come back with that. I don't think I'd come back with that fantastical, like amazing, interesting thing that would come out of the 80s. It's like right now I just feel like it's the wrong generation to try and reboot that. If nobody else has anything to jump in, I'll throw in something from looking at the perspective of when it actually came out. Yes, please This do. was actually uh, produced by, the original film was produced by Ivan Reitman. All the voices in it are... He's com- a genius. He is a genius. And all the voices in it were voices from comedians around the time. John Candy was in it, Eugene mm-hmm. Levy. Mm-hmm. They all did voices for this film. Now, it was an anthology. It was a collection of short stories. Some of them brilliant. Some of them probably a little bit weird. But the point is that in 1981 or whatever it was that it came out, nothing like it had been yeah. made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was edgy and it was R-rated and it was like, it was, it was, you watch it going, there's, there's bare boobs on, mm-hmm. in a cartoon. What the yeah. hell's going on here? And sex scenes and robots talking about pleasuring Women. Women. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, bizarre. And snorting, snorting uh, space cocaine. On, on, on that note, the- I'd like to point out that the Google ad next to this 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 article is, <laughs> is Vagisol's feminine hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, every, woman's ne- every woman needs confidence. Let's do something about it. Learn more. Let's, get, let's get a robot to pleasure her. And obviously <laughs> Google is not doing a very good a job at picking the people that it's working with because no. I don't think that applies to anyone in this room. But it's interesting because it's like that was why I wanted to put it mm. to you because well. it's like I was thinking about VHS and I know that probably in this room not massive horror fans like you guys may or may not have seen the vhs uh, one and vhs two it's like i haven't so okay no, it's I've awful. Seen, I've seen, I've seen both for the them, most yeah. part they're honestly awful mm. right but in a, two in is a, better than one though i, I heard it, that dude i, like I don't even like to think about it though <laughs> i like to think about it a li- little bit like heavy metal where i'm looking at it, i'm like this is an experiment of our generation mm. being like look this sort of stuff's happened in the past Here's an interesting idea to title together. Let's just run with it and get anyone involved we can. That's our generation's version of this. Heavy metal doesn't need to exist. Don't reattach it. Just do something different. Or do Heavy Mental Presents. Heavy Mental? I want to see that film. (laughs) Heavy Mental. (laughs) But it's like, don't do Heavy Metal 3000 because exactly like I totally agree with you, man. 100% actually on this. And and, Blues Brothers 2000 is exactly the same What's the other one they do? ABCs of Death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Interesting concept. Then you end up going like, I'm in film 12 now. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, you've got an opposing view to that? No, I don't. I agree. I think the one thing that shits me to tears in almost every remake, rehash, revisit has been 
you actually have half a decent film here if you yep. separated yourself from the original thing. And, and on the horror trail, you know, any remake of, you know, Friday the 13th or yep. Evil Dead or any of that. You've if lost you, If the you impact. separate yourself from the, well, the thing, the thing that came out uh, a couple of years ago yep. was a pretty decent horror film okay. if it didn't have to compare itself to exactly. the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If, so. we, if we didn't do that or we just went, it's loosely attached instead of being like it's a direct prequel and stuff like this, tying him in directly, we pull them into the need to satisfy not only the people that watched it day and date at the time in the cinema. These people the are not going to view Like yeah. someone gets nostalgic and goes, yeah, you know what played well when I was a kid? Yeah. Let's make that again. Yeah, you and know. it's just like we've got to stop doing this. It's and getting like the, ridiculous. The likelihood of them redoing heavy metal is like they're going to want to play it to the stoner yeah. crowd or like the the yeah. drug crowd, and then you're going to lose because you can't pick no, like you what can't stoners pick. are going to like. Or, exactly. You know. All right, so moving Please. from one remake to not a remake, but a prequel. <laughs> Once again, Hollywood is devoid of original ideas, it <laughs> seems, at this moment. Legendary Pictures has now announced that they want to make a sequel. Oh, sorry. Let me take it back. Prequel to Peter Jackson's King Kong. Um, so called Skull Island, I believe. You brought this story to me, didn't you, Dave? <laughs> I'm going to so drop out of this one completely. <laughs> We've both gone to the same place, I think. Yeah. Which is... Skull Island? Why can't we go to Candy Apple Island? <laughs> nah, this, this is because, like... <laughs> <laughs> what do they got there? Skulls, but they're not as big, you know? <laughs> no, I, I think... I'm going to jump out of this one completely because okay. everything I said about the last film is exactly, exactly. the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was about to say, you guys go nuts. I was about to say, the rest of my stories are redundant after that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, this, this was probably greenlit a week ago. Yeah. When Dawn of the Apes came out, people were like, people like apes, right? What, yeah. what, what do we have that apes has apes? selling. Yeah. Put stuck in apes. Apes are hot. <laughs> Release every which way but loose three. <laughs> dude, dude, okay, 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 okay. Every which way but loose. Yeah, that's uh, the title. That's uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, All right, moving right along. Loose ends. Loose ends. My question is: Legendary's <laughs> producing it. Peter Jackson something that doesn't seem to have anything to do with it, and it doesn't even look like Wedder's got anything to do with it. So why? Next. Why does it exist? <laughs> anyway, moving straight along. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. <sighs> okay. We'll talk about it when we've seen the trailer of the trailer of the trailer. And the <laughs> last one we're going to talk about is sequelitis cuts in one more time. SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. They're taking SpongeBob CG. What do we feel about this? Uh, I look. I. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest... I like Spongebob, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the world, so it d- doesn't really affect me one way or the mm. other. But they're doing the same thing with Charlie Brown, with Peanuts and everything. It's not everything. right. <laughs> well, you know, What is that poster kind of... supposed to tell me? <laughs> I, 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 There's a crab yeah. pulling down his pants. Like, Spongebob's got <laughs> crabs, is what it's telling <laughs> you. I, th- I think the thing for me is this. It's like, look, I'm a bit like you, Richard. I've never sat down and watched the whole series because I, for the most part, I kind of feel like I'm dealing with a child who said way too much sugar. Like That's what it feels like <laughs> watching that. I'm like, there are some interesting and insightful points hidden in this show. Some and of it's really amazing. sharp. Yeah. And I've, I've sat there and I've been like, that is so intelligent or, or so smart. And I've watched a whole episode and enjoyed it. I don't care. They can keep making these until they stop being relevant. It's like Simpsons. It's like when you cross that line where your jokes aren't funny or your yeah. ideas are no longer good, then then I'm I just, done. Yeah, look, the, the thing is the, the, the 3D shift is kind of like it's almost a studio decision. It's but, like yeah, but you it know, takes away a major flavor component okay, of SpongeBob. Mm, pulling it, pulling you know? it back to the gaming thing for a minute. It's a bit like when you take these eight bit classics and make them into into three D special spin edition games. Yeah, um, I always get the same feeling where I'm like, look, 
I understand what you're doing. And yes, you've done a wonderful job at trying to bring that forward, but it's lost because it's like what it was was the formula of an entire experience. It's mm. like we know them as that character. We know them as this. When you put them in 3D, you change the whole way they look, the way they feel, the way they react. The, the images and the facial expressions you're going to do will look different. And uh, yeah, so because of that, I I just don't think I just don't yeah. think I, I don't think it's gonna. They work. want that Smurfs coin. They want that Smurfs coin, <laughs> which was which was surprisingly a big hit. The first one. I don't think the second one was. I, but I yeah. don't think the second one had a a, a brown Smurf, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean like it was a brown and a pink Smurf, and the whole thing just looked creepy. No, they brought me. in. The, they also brought in almost racist. They brought in. Black Smurfs or something, didn't they? Which was kind of one of the original. I think the Smurf things. Oh yeah, the ones are like the really early Schultz yeah, comics I think they where kind of, they, they had kind of like brought something. I don't know. I didn't really watch the second one. It, did, it just creeped like, me out. You know, it's yeah. like that nostalgia thing. <laughs> you know what was great when I was a kid? Racism. Racism. Let's bring well, that back. Man, let's remember Tintin in the Congo. Come on. Hey. <laughs> I think we should make a film of that. Peter Jackson's work. That's what he. That's why he's not involved in the Apes film. Gotcha. Yeah. He's gotcha. Off, yeah. That was after his delicate handling of the natives in the first. <laughs> first yeah. Like he's putting on the black face and going for it. I'm a fan of Spongebob me I mean, too yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, okay, cool. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt I'm, I don't know if this is going to work but I mean I'll watch it yeah. one of the biggest yeah, and worries make, and, but what I want to know is whether the kids like it because well, like, it's yeah. made for kids you know. Yeah. Like, and the problem is the kids just, are yeah. so familiar with Spongebob will you know they what? accept this I'll tell you a yeah. story when I, went, when I was last <laughs> in a Disney park yeah. I was in an amphitheater where kids were watching like the 1920s, 1930s. When he was last in a Disney park, they escorted him out. <laughs> <laughs> before I got escorted out, because I was watching Not children. that time. The time before that. Time time. But I was in this amphitheater and they were just playing. It was, it was, you know, bucketing down raining. So we just went and sat in this amphitheater where they were playing old Disney cartoons. Right. And there was these kids transfixed to them. And these are the stuff from the 20s and 30s. And they're absolutely transfixed to this thing. And it occurred to me at the time. Kids don't care whether it's 2D, 3D. No. If the thing, the, the, the funny thing on screen is entertaining them and it's a good story and it's got good comedy, mm. which the classic Disney stuff does, they mm. don't care. No. But the, the 3D thing is just a cynical marketing attempt to go, hey, let's, let's you know what kids like? Let's kids make like, it relevant. You know, let's make it relevant. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's not. It's not making it relevant. It's just changing the thing that made it special in the first I mean, place. Like, Absolutely. Uh, like, do we know if SpongeBob has been like lowered in ratings lately or if it's becoming... Well, we do, we do know or? that after season three or four, I think it was, the original creator walked. Okay. So it's not actually... I don't even know if this is actually being handled by the original creator, but looking at this and thinking what a cash grab this looks like, mm. I don't think he's involved yeah. somehow. Yeah. So I don't know. Because if well, it was, say, it was <clears throat> still a monster show for kids, like... Mm. Seeing this would then be really irritating because it's like, why are you changing yeah. something that's working? Exactly. You know? mm. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. I um, I, I don't know what to think. And it's like there's, there's pictures of it that we're seeing now where it's kind of got them in 3D and it's like, I, I think they look silly. I really do. Yeah, I'm it like, looks like they've I'm almost like, that done that. Much. Is that you know, the actual... Yeah. I hope I, not. Does, does, I really does that, hope not. That, that looks like a theme that, park statue. Hit thing. the jump yeah, to see like, the first like, SpongeBob photo. That's it. Does that not look wow, to you guys like no. they've designed them purposefully <laughs> so people can fit into suits and walk around? Yeah. Theme parks? Yeah. The live action hybrid SpongeBob Sponge Out of Water movie is set to hit theaters on February 13th. I think. I, I think, think I think a, looking at that, that if that's the first image you're going to show me, you've already kind you've of already like turned me, me off. Yeah. yeah. It looks like people walking around in the big costumes at a theme park. Yeah, it really does. That's sad. Anyway, anyway, we'll, see we'll how move it goes. on. You've sold out SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> the last did anyone story... ever see the SpongeBob porn parody? 
I no, didn't know. There's I a saw SpongeBob the porn one, parody. Though. I haven't actually seen the film. I saw a trailer for it because I was reading, like you know, an article on the strangest porn yeah, parodies the, today. The, the WTF there, on whatever. Yeah, site, and right? there was Patrick like, played the starfish. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like, so it is weird because there's actually someone in a full-on SpongeBob costume. So if you want to get an idea of what a 3D SpongeBob looks like, with an erect penis, better or worse than the but, ones in this one will be. Maybe we should do that. That could be a comparison. We show. have talked we'll about we have talked about doing a porn parody show for. If wow. this movie is awful, that's that's the we'll that's do. the caveat. If this movie is awful, we do both of them side by side. But I bet you it. the porn parody's got to get to sequel before this does. <laughs> I don't think that's difficult when you're working on the budget of an oily rag, man. I don't think that's, that's really going to. It's be funny you should mention oily rags. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. On that Moving note, on. on that note, the last story that we have uh, is not really a story; it's more of a trailer because we like to talk about trailers on this show. Yep. Which is Kevin Smith's new film, which is a real departure for him. Uh, Tusk dropped its poster uh-huh. and its trailer this week. Yep. And let me tell you, it is looking pretty interesting. The link will be in the show notes. Let's have a listen to it right now. Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Which? There they are. It'll be all right, Mr. Tuss. He hasn't called me in three days. I'm worried. Why are you doing this? Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? Michael freaking Parks, man. Oh, dude, like, it's weird because after rewatching several times watching Kevin Smith's uh, Red, State. Uh, Red State recently again, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm much more critical of it now. And it's like, especially towards the ending, I have huge issues yeah. with it. Um, I look at that and I'm like, dude, you may have found your place. Cause it's like, I watch that and it's like, as a massive horror fan, I'm like, look, even though it's going to be weird and it's going to be a weird journey, that looks really good. Doesn't I actually, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I never thought I'd say that after seeing that and listening to a slow kind of steady sort of change in podcasting attitudes. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't think that was going to work, but that looks the, awesome. I, I couldn't help it. I mean, he, he couldn't help but like, you know, the one cock goat joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like what I love is the fact it's made fun of. Yeah. He immediately goes, present company included. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. It's like, this was, this is, uh, we saw, I think Red State was the beginning of a turning point in Kevin's I think he's career. getting mad, dude. I think like he's always been the kind of nice guy and stuff like this and now he's changed and his whole life has flipped up and it's like, 
he's got anger to share with us now, and that works. Or I think he's always had anger, but I think he's always been afraid to show yes. it. Yeah. And I think he's had a cathartic time in his life. And I'd go one step further and say <coughs> he's been afraid to step outside the mold because he's had yeah. a few knocks where people mm. haven't liked his personal projects. Also, can I mm. say like a, person, girls yeah. stuff like that, you a know? person that threw himself so blindly out to the internet, and that's a dangerous place to mm. throw yourself, that affected a man, and it like affected his health. It's yeah. affected his... Uh, I'm sorry, his, his physical... like comfortableness and it's also affected him with the fact that he doesn't enjoy what he do like yeah. when you're getting to the point where it's like you're actively just smoking that much weed and you're just doing it's like look dude even as someone that that partakes it's like i look at that and i'm like dude calm down yeah dave, dave is actually one of the largest mm. kevin smith fans i know yeah and i think even you'll yeah. admit that there was a there was a patch in his life mm. where his podcasting started to it fall rough, a little yeah. bit basically everything i think i think josh summed it up yeah. really really well i yeah. think yeah it's, yeah it's basically he got to a point where he said i'm not going to make movies anymore because he d- he couldn't he take got, cri- he couldn't take criticism no he couldn't and, and also because he was so loudly pronouncing it out there yeah. he was pointing at everything and saying this then he was getting response and I don't think he had got used to yeah, that and yet. I think what happened was he went through a shift in his life where he basically he did his podcasting he did everything he wanted to do and then suddenly he got a taste for it again mm. and he went I've got another story yeah. to tell I've and got like, another and he seems happier now when you listen to his podcasts he even sounds happier now he sounds mm. like he's mm. creative yeah. again he sounds well, like yeah. he's, it's cool. he's getting energized it's cool that Josh says like that this is looking weird because like I know a lot about this movie because I yeah. listen to like five hours of, of Smodcast yeah, a yeah, week yeah. like the network not mm. just the Smodcast episodes and the kind of thing is he's talked about how this trailer here is only going to show the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it's, it's going to be a comedy in parts. It's going to be really weird. Yeah. He's but been I don't saying think it's that it's going to cross that really, comedy yeah. line. I think that the whole no, thing is... No, it will. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, I get the sense the that it's going to be black comedy. Yeah, but he, he, he said that it's going gonna, it's gonna to start off as a comedy, yeah. turn scary, and then yeah. go past both. Oh, that's both great. barriers into something just yeah. I'm looking forward. Uh, yeah, to yeah. Hmm. Look, and again, I mean, I hope he takes the criticism correctly off like the people that have given him good criticism about Red State and kind of been like, "Look, dude, your original ending made more sense. I'm sorry, <laughs> I did, yeah. and like what you did with it, um, it appealed to no one. Like, I'm sorry, but I haven't really talked to anybody that was like, "No, I really preferred that." I'm like, no, it's like realistically, if we had stopped there, we would have all had a really interesting mm. and thought provoking ending. That's a, um, kept that's going. an interesting one, hey, because yeah. that alternate ending is like amazing yeah I actually prefer it personally yeah I'm actually in the school the, the copy the, sorry? the one on the, what the was DVD the, no the suggested one. Oh, sorry yeah you know that yeah the, yeah, yeah. Where they, where I wasn't they, sure yeah. if they actually did it or not. No, they never shot it. They never okay, shot it. Yeah. It was actually, it was a, his friend Malcolm challenged him to write that ending to mm. say, well, what if it did the other one? So can you write it? And so he actually wrote the ending mm. yeah. but he never shot it. Yeah, yes. I wanted it to just and finish at the horn and then we never knew. Like, like dude, the, the, the ending was ambiguous. Yeah, that that, yeah. that, that might have been the best way to go because the problem yeah. with actually having the apocalypse is that you, you know, in a sense that everything Michael Park says is, is right. Is right. Yeah. 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 So and, and I'll, I'll also yeah, give you. I'll also give the you, whole tone of that. Yeah. I'll also yeah. give you Sorry, one other yeah. example, which is that if you actually and then do Smith the, is endorsing that. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. If you actually, yeah. if you actually show the, it was one of my biggest problems with the film The Rapture, the Michael Tolkien film. Oh, the came, one in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My biggest problem with that film was it was a really interesting film about religious fanaticism and what it drives you to and everything else. But in the end, the rapture actually happens. The Writers come forward, the world ends, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I actually, it sunk the film because mm. once it became literal, yeah. it was no longer interesting. And yeah. it was actually, wasn't even that well done. So you sit yeah. there and you go, 
who cares? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Whereas, well, it was just about fanaticism and what drives people, and the fact that she was willing to kill her children, yeah, because in the name of you know surviving the, the, the another film that does it really Can well I? is the one with. Um, uh, Michael Shannon. Uh, oh, take it? shelter. Take shelter. I haven't mm. seen. Is another one that does things really because it, it, it sort of ends with the amb- ambiguity of spoilers, yeah. people. But it sort of gives you an ambiguity uh, where both both endings are legitimately possible. Mm. You don't know what you know. What's I actually personally quite like Red State's ending because I really I think the dialogue in that final scene is actually really well written and really well delivered. But yes, I understand that it does kind of dilute the ending. Can, well, I understand I think, that concept. I, I like the ending too. Though. Can yeah. I can I just say from a perspective, it's like the thing is that the whole film is like you said about fanaticism, and I think that. The thing is, I think that it's representative of him at the time, and it's like I look at it, and he's the kind of person that wanted to put his opinion at the end. Yeah. I think leaving it open brings it to the reality of religion. It's yeah. like, look, as someone who grew up religious and has different views now, it's like I look at it and I go, the most respectful thing to do is to leave it at a point where you're like, no one has any idea what happens yeah. after this. Mm. But And that's the truth. But having said all that, and having had this really interesting conversation about mm. you know, whether or not Smith pulled off the ending yeah, yeah. of Red State. Yeah. That trailer, for, just bringing it back to Task, that trailer was really awesome. That trailer mm. looked really cool. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to go and show like, no, like you, I've listened to the podcast, so I kind of know how it ends and how it plays out. But, like, is Smith able to sustain that yep. over the 90 minutes, the 120 minutes, whatever it is? I think, yeah. is let's ha- not, let's he, not forget that Red State... Has he got the whole film in it? You know? When Red State's trailer mm. dropped, we were actually doing film, actually. Mm-hmm. Back then. Mm-hmm. When yep. Red yep. State's yep. trailer dropped... We were so excited. Yep. I mean, this yeah, was yeah. like Pumped. this was like the most amazing turn in a career we'd ever seen. Mm. That yeah. trailer was just awe-inspiring, and it still is a, a, a amazing it's, turn it's in a career. It is, yeah. but that I mean, but the the film did it's not divisive. pack the same punch yeah. that the trailer, the trailer did. did. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And what worries me is that Tusk may not. But very few look films like, do. Yeah. So. I'm I'm sort of the wrong person to talk to about this. Thing, I know, you know, because <laughs> yeah, because I'm like a massive fan about yeah. Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah. But to me, the the true ending of Red State is the Sundance thing and how yeah, like yeah. four walling and pushing it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm talking but, about just purely on a film, yeah, yeah, yeah. film basis. But, so. but like what mm. I'm what I'm trying to get at basically is like the the problem with Kevin Smith is that he makes these really small films that yep. are meant for a very specific fan base. Like like Tusk, for example, right here is a two million dollar movie. Yeah. yeah, you know. So like, why are we prescribing it the scrutiny and the heavy? Like looking glass that, we're, that makes, we're giving to an. Because Woody Allen makes two million dollar films. Because, we, we, yeah, because the cost. Yeah, but, but because the cost of the movie like, is irrelevant. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm playing the devil's yeah. advocate Absolutely. here, like you know, like like I don't believe no, because that. Then, then you're, but, yeah, exactly. Because then but, they're saying, oh well, you know, the Transformers yeah. films are, are more worthy because they cost two hundred. But but the thing is, like for for a film like Tusk, like whether or not it it has a huge impact. Let's not forget. Let's put this into perspective and then say that the Blair Witch Project, which. For better or for worse, changed the film industry because it well, at least the genre, a genre, it gave yeah. birth to the the found footage film, yeah. cost less than ten thousand dollars to make Dude, and made two hundred and fifty million dollars at mm. the box office. Evil did, yeah. you know, well, Sorry, those evil did. That's well. what I'm sure, but, Dude, but the point like, is that that yeah. film we're talking about a two million dollar film. The prices are relevant. I think yeah. if you, if you go back, there was there was one of the really early shows that I was on when we yeah. talk about. In fact, it could have been the first or second mm. show I was on. We talk about low budget films, yeah, and and which one sort of did 
change the industry as a result of it. Look, yeah. I, I know we can't hop on the slope, but longer, but I wanted to say something to uh, to, to longer. I don't want you to think, man, at all that like um, I'm being more critical because I love the man so much. Mm. So no, because, I actually agree with everything yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I think the thing for me is that I look at this and I'm like, I'm excited about that because I know the man and I mm. know what he's capable of, and I look at this and how it's shot and how it's organized, the right mm. actors, like, dude. Justin Long and and Parks. And Parks. Actually, we should be side very clear. You don't actually know the man. What? What? Otherwise, no, no, no. Otherwise, I'm coming over to your house to meet. Him. Oh, right. Yeah, no, no, no. As in, like, I just but mean feel, that everyone like here, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. here has grown up with those. Absolutely, yeah. he's someone we who not, has shared so yeah. much of his yeah. life. We feel with like us. we know him, and yeah. because yeah, all of his uh, films come from such a personal place, yeah. you understand his perspective he's on things. Absolutely, he has yeah. always come across for, forward, and he's always said exactly what's on his mm. mind. And that was what we loved about him in the '90s: is the fact that he didn't care what anybody else said. He just spoke the truth, and we all believed him. So it's like, dude, don't get me wrong. I hope the best if. If anything, yeah, I think the reason yeah. that this has become so long in the tooth is because we all want it to be good. Yeah. We hope it is. Yeah. And on that note, yeah, we to wrap all this up, I think it's time to go visit oh, shit. the oh, basement. Yeah. Good evening, and welcome to Josh's Bargain Basement. <laughs> this is the first time I think we've actually done this in the studio with you, and I've seen you do the good evening and welcome to Josh's Bargain Basement. <laughs> we always s- thought that was pre-recorded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, um, I have to say, Dave, it's really uh, good being down here. I see you've uh, redone the intercom system. It seems much clearer than it used to be. Well, yeah, because we, we realized that people were getting trapped down there. <laughs> I don't know if trap's the wrong word. I'm still looking at you longer, man. I don't think I've ever been in the basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a bit dusty, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, we haven't been down here for a while. I didn't clean up while I was down here. I just clawed at the walls to try and get out. Um, uh, look, the film I picked uh, this week was one that I stumbled across recently. Um, and again, look, I'm not sure if this happens for you guys, but it's like I've watched so many films. Like, so, so <laughs> no, many I don't films. watch any. <laughs> no, no. And I know you all have. And it's like you just get to a point where it's like you pick an actor that you know, love, and respect, and you're just like, I'll just watch that because you're in it. And um, I picked Death Machine, uh, which, <laughs> which, look, if, if you guys don't know it, I'm just going to pull up a, a bit of data. Well, I, I just like this. the humble answer. He goes, I picked, I picked Death Machine. <laughs> because it's like, look, I'm, I'm sorry. There, there is an unfortunate reality to horror that um, everybody has to understand a bit, which is that if a horror gets a six and a half, that's probably a champion horror film because horror is subjective, which means people are going to like it and they're going to hate it. And a good one is is only good in certain people's eyes. And some people may have had experiences in their life that will mean that that is more profoundly affecting or maybe not affecting to them. And I understand that. Mm. So horror is difficult. You pick a – like this is a 5.7. Uh, on IMDb, oh, it was nineteen ninety four. Exactly, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, damn! It's it's five point seven, and it's got Brad Dourif as the lead as Jack Dante." Uh, for those for those who don't know, uh, uh, Grimer Wormtongue. Grimer Wormtongue or, or Chucky or, uh, Chucky. or Chucky. Yeah, yeah, Chucky's always a good I one. I was going to say you were a massive William Hootkins fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> can't can't say that that was that was where I was aiming. Um, Looking at the picture of William Hootkins, I'm going to become a massive fan of him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have to say that. Um, I have to say that uh, when I got to the end of this film and, and it had run its course, um, I sat down. And I'm going to do this the short way, but um, I just got to share this with you. And I started watching the credits and I was like, all of these character names 
are directors. And I'm like, only in the 90s did you do dumb stuff like that. I'm sorry. It's like, I understand it's respectful and you're trying to give your best to the people that you love, but don't do it for all of them. Like, hide it in there. That's what writers do. They hide one or two of them in there. There's also they characters don't... named Utani and Wayland, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and that like that kind of perspective, when you guys look at like Scott Ridley as a character's name, we have John Carpenter as Sam a character's Raimi name. Is a char- Sam Raimi as a character's name. Jack Dante as a character's name. It's like, there are a lot of things <laughs> in this film that's is a character named glitching hard man yeah <laughs> okay this whole film can be described by the 90s and i'm going to use that statement a lot it was like the 90s a lot of it is terrible cg and look you can tell that they've tried as hard as they can and it's like part of me wants to show this to dave because i think that you're going to get a kick out of it because it's the kind of film where you've got a giant tyrannical monster which is kind of in one way like a dog and in the other way like a giant chimpanzee made out of metal that is essentially <laughs> killing people and these people develop it and there's some interesting comment on like uh, you know sort of like make it you know like sort of big companies creating war machines and there's there's it's like a, Brad Dourif is just killing it as this young terribly dressed 90s goth kid who's way older than that obviously and like playing this character that's really interesting if you think about him as, as a character because this character is this dude who's obviously incredibly intelligent that was made to make a robot that is essentially a death machine and he goes around literally putting this thing out on all the people that did that and all the people that you know basically created this machine that's going around killing people and it's sort of like it's a really interesting concept if you broke out the two hours of crap in between it's like (laughs) there is moments with brad durov and you're like oh my god i'm so interested oh my god he's off screen nothing matters anymore (laughs) you don't care the robot for the most part is just the front mouth clacking for two seconds and then cutting away to somebody running away you barely see it until the last act and in the last act it's actually quite well done but the problem is by that stage you've only seen it three times so you kind of don't care and then on top of that you've waited to three hours of really bad looking like like you know the visors where they do the visor and it's like a robot's visor it's like do, 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 uh, do, yeah, as it's yeah. like chasing someone down a hallway <laughs> it's the worst versions of that for the whole film I'm and looking at a picture of uh, his character which is Jack oh, Dante yeah uh, it's like he doesn't look like a 90s emo kid he looks like that guy that works down at your local store he's the guy that he, was that kid 10 years ago he was that kid 10 years ago hasn't quite let go of it and he's like yeah, I'll probably have my novel out by then yeah, yeah I've got I'm just <laughs> like working the, through the stuff but the thing is it's like, I kind yeah. of feel I kind of feel like everyone that looks like that stole it from this like they're all like yeah man Death Machine man that film was like my life for like three years and I'm like that says a lot about Do you know you. if you play it backwards like yeah, <laughs> I don't think it does anything, but it looks really weird. weird. Um, sync, no. sync it up to Nine Inch Nails, man. That's exactly. awesome. <laughs> Look, that's all. That's all I'm going to give you. You guys should actually check it out because it's really weird. I did want to quickly a uh, no no film review at all, but attached to that, um, if you guys want a horror movie to wash that out of your mouth when you watch it, uh, The Sacrament, which is by Ty West, who I absolutely am not a fan of as a director. I just recently watched that. Man. Talk about spinning the entire thing backwards on itself and, and really looking at a film differently and uh, really doing a different kind of film. If you guys haven't seen it, watch it. It doesn't matter if you're a horror fan or not. It is horrific, but it's not really too gory. 
um, definitely worth a watch. All right, and I'm going to throw out one more thing before we leave the room because uh, it was interesting. I, you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're telling me about you know the, how they're named after directors and it's a really 90s thing and my mind is racing and I'm going, there's another Someone film. Someone else did there's that. There's another film. There is another film that I'm thinking of. 1986, a movie came out called Night of the Creeps. I don't know if you guys have ever oh, seen it. Oh, God, yes. Uh, now Fre- that's it done right. Yeah, Fred Decker, who directed The Monster Squad, Wolfman's got nards. Okay, uh, directed a comedy horror film and all of the lead characters are named after uh, motion picture directors or in fact not even just motion direct, picture directors but horror directors so basically yeah. he picked all the kings of horror so I've got a little piece of trivia here that basically says that all of the main characters are based on famous horror and sci-fi directors George A. Romero uh, the character's name was Chris Romero John Carpenter and Tobe Hooper were combined to a character called James Carpenter Hooper yeah. uh, David Cronenberg Cynthia Cronenberg was the character name hmm. uh, James Cameron Detective Ray Cameron but was do in you the see film. the difference yeah. there Those, that's smart that's something he's that not everyone's going to get that's right and he's, he's mm. uh, putting in that little bit now he also went so far as to actually have the two cops in it, which were actually named Detective Landis and yep. Sergeant Raimi. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it, it's, it has been done before and it has probably been done probably a little bit more clever. Now, Night of the Creeps is not a great film. I, have no, to, I actually but have classic. gone back and rewatched huh. it uh, within the last decade and it Ooh, it's really 80s. But what's really fun about it is it's all practical makeup. Um, yep. So there's no CG. This is pre-CG and all sorts of stuff. It's gross that, and it's slimy and it's a yeah, little bit and it's off-putting. funny. And, I mean, that was so funny. that was the big thing. It was it was done as a comedy. It was it was meant that way, which was a very 80s thing. So, um, yeah, no, it's always clever when they can do that. And it sounds like the one, I've got to see this. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's that, but not done with as much. Like, I just, I get the sense where I'm like, you guys were trying. And uh, throughout the whole film, I'm like, I don't hate this, but it's really struggling to hold my attention for two hours. I'm like, or however long it is. I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. Moving right along, though. Moving we got to get out of here. Let's get out of here. It's cold in here. All right, that's that room, I tell you. I'm not going to yell, but that just closed on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we just like we, we should open that again. I got I got I got it. Trust me, it's right. I'll just sit like this for the it's right. You're good. You're good. I'll deal with it after, I promise. Second we finish. It's really fine. It's fine. All right, we're going to move into our feature film reviews. Uh, I think I actually might even have something for that. Do I? Do I? Do I? No, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme. I, uh, here you go. How about this one? That's pretty lame. All right. <laughs> we'll work on that. It's been I've a while. Got, no, I've got one, but it's from the other show. I've done Duck that one to death. All right. So, uh, wait, 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 hey, we've just been in the basement. It's really dark in here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, wow. I've not heard that. I know. I've dug that one out. I've just heard for you, you do that one. <laughs> Seriously, though, we should probably get out oh, of these but wait, films. Wait a minute. Josh is here, isn't he? There you go. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our feature film reviews. So, feature film review number one will be doing Hercules, directed by Brett Ratner and written by Ryan Condal and Evan, oh my God, Evan Spiliotopoulos, <laughs> based on the Radical Comics comic. He was there as well. What? Evan Spiliotopoulos was there when it happened. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure he tells uh, all his friends It that. stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Woo! Ian McShane, John Hurt, and Rufus Sewell, uh, and Joseph Fiennes. Uh, my and is in the wrong place. And according to our illustrious source of IMDb, uh, the, the synopsis reads, uh, having endured his leg- legendary 12 labors, actually, in fact, in the film, it's only 11 that he's done, but we won't go, we won't argue semantics. Uh, Hercules, the great demigod, has has his life, uh, sorry, has his life as a sword for hire tested. What? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Good old Say it again. Just move on. A oh, sword. Has his life 
as a sword for hire tested. Oh, when? tested. When King of Thrace <laughs> and his daughter seek his aid in defeating... It's all in the inflection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a comma would have been nice. <laughs> a tyrannical warlord, source IMDb. Of course it is, because IMDb. This this does not describe this film very well at right. all. Okay, cool. But let's have a look at the trailer, and then we will come back and talk about this. No matter how fast you run, no matter how far you go... The beast will follow. Man cannot escape his fate. Hercules. Your name is a rallying cry. We all know your legend. You're the son of Zeus. I only want to be a husband and a father. Welcome home, Miller. You cannot deny what you are. The gods will punish you for it. The gods that killed your family have unleashed hell on Earth. descendants of Hades. They cannot be killed by an ordinary mortal. The people need you. I am no hero. A man with a cause can be stronger than a god. I think that's enough of that. Did you yeah. put that song on there yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just watching the trailer thinking, boy, there is nothing in this trailer that really says it, the film. It, it, the trailer's a lie. It's a, <laughs> the trailer is a lie. All I can tell you is it's a lie. So um, we don't want to give spoilers today. We're not going to do a spoiler section, but we will just say that the film is an interesting take on it because it, it was one of the things that surprised us. I, mean, I guess that's kind of the point. Um, but it's approaching the idea that Hercules... Is he the son of Zeus? We don't really know, but it's about the legend of Hercules. And it's he basically is a very big, strong man, and he works with a team, and he's a mercenary for hire, and he literally goes from one place to another. His nephew goes in first, who's a storyteller, tells the stories of Hercules, which we see. So in the trailer, all the special effects scenes and stuff like that are all the stories being told. Mm-hmm. And then... Hercules comes in, and of course, he's a great big man, and so the legend is complete. You know what I mean? And he comes in and does his stuff. That's how the film starts. And then the film goes into him training an army and helping the king of Thrace. There's a training montage. There is a training montage, and there is a chanting section where Richard and I got to go, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Richard. (laughs) (laughs) The best, Richard. Well done. Well done. Richard, what did you think of Hercules? I just told you. <laughs> uh, look, the thing is, apart from not going in, apart from going in expecting it to be like you know the Rock mm. being the Scorpion King kind of you know yeah. big, which is what we were expecting. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, and then actually, I was kind of pleasantly surprised when they sort of give that first wink to camera and sort of go, "Hey, actually, we're not about this." I like that because it's actually quite funny, so it's entertaining. I did find the middle section of it a little bit monotonous. Well, it's the training montage. Yeah, it's the training so, yeah. montage. And Gonna have a montage. And I'm like, and then they go into <laughs> battle, and I'm like, you know what? I've, I've, I've lost. I don't really care where we are. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure. Let's get to the bit where he kicks ass, and yeah. but and then he gets it. to go. And then I he am Hercules, <laughs> and he totally does, and he yeah. does the thing, and it's crashing, and the way he sounds awesome. so much less <laughs> entertained by a, that. He's like, yeah, like yeah, that does, does he have to build up to becoming Hercules? Kind of. Sort yeah, of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And then when so it's like Rocky, he does whatever he does, which might be becoming Hercules. He <laughs> he he. It, it's 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 good. I mean, it's good. I mean, at the, by the end of it, you're actually kind of like there's a there's a few fuck yeah kind of moments in there, and but you don't really need to. In fact, there is actually a literal f bomb in the film too. Which oh I was yeah yeah, what was stunned it? by <laughs> the centaurs? Are, oh, yeah, the centaurs. centaurs. Goes, I hate fucking centaurs. centaurs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who may or may not be centaurs. centaurs. <laughs> <laughs> like like this, this may or may not be a review. But, but the thing is, at the end of the day, it was it was fun. And you're going to hit me for saying this. It was fun. <laughs> that wasn't dismissive at all. But the thing is, at the end of the day, you can have a film where it, where it is literal... Uh, brain candy. You, you, you know, they know that it's not. Uh, the, the filmmakers know it's not substance. It is yeah. an absolute. You know, I know it's not substance. We're sharing in this lie together. Yeah. Mm. You know, and and I'm I'm quite happy to go along with it because it was entertaining. You sit down, you suck down a chalk top, you put some popcorn in your mouth, and no, you just... I had a big pasta dish before. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't do dairy. But and, anyway. then you, <laughs> and then you just go and let the film kind of wash over you. You yeah. know, it's like, and that's it's what like, that's what Blockbuster King. Yeah, it's higher, better than Scorpion. Yeah, I spent okay, most of the film looking at his. his his, his lion thing going. Did he do the nipple God, thing? that's got to smell after a while. <laughs> Did he do the thing? He, where didn't, no, he didn't do the pelvic. What? Was it the... the, the, the the, the peck pop of love. Yeah, yeah the, the peck pop of love. Oh, but, he did oh, have, yeah. but he did have bigger breasts than the lead he's female. He's huge. So. Like when, he, when he's next to a child, his thigh is bigger <laughs> than the entire child. Yeah. You know? It's like he could fit a child in each thigh, and I wish I hadn't said that. But <laughs> it's like I, I could see the end of that sentence coming. It's like I can't stop it now. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's a film that you don't expect much from. You come out, you go, it was kind of... But he's of, got yep. a small and, head. And Dave, I'm sorry, but I actually was listening to that conversation prior. I actually don't agree with it. I think there are times where you sit there and just go, the film is I th- fun. I it's, think that's it. You, it you no, know? no, 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 no. No, we're, we're I, I agree specifically with referring to how... Certain How certain people yeah. use I the word. I understand. It's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. that's all you've got to say about a film, that's different. You, yeah. you use this as part of a thing. Yeah. That's not even yeah. the, I mean, the same film. Feeling. The film yeah, you walk out. I built up to yeah. dismissing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You, you even of, kept a joke on the end of it as well. You kind of sit there and you go, "It's one of those films where you hear people, the general public, where they'll come out and you say, what was that film like?'" They go, "It was okay." Yeah, that's yeah. this. It was yeah. okay. No, you know? to, to to be clear, we before the show we were talking about like how certain people dismiss a movie. they don't want. Yeah, they don't want other. Talk about yeah. their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, yeah. and I would say to you that that I saw two nights ago. I sat down and watched <laughs> the Legend of Hercules, which was <laughs> the other white meat. It was the, it was the other Hercules movie. <laughs> when I say white meat, it was very white. But no, who, it who was played Herc in that. I have no idea. It's a cast of complete unknowns. Cool. And I really don't kind of rubber. Um, Lion apparently. Yeah, and the worst <laughs> CG lion you've ever seen. This was Rainy Harlan's attempt. Seventy-five million dollars it cost to make, mind you. Shot in 3D. No conversion here, baby. It was actually shot on red. And wow. in the special features on the Blu-ray, they think they are making the greatest film ever made. Have you ever seen a DVD or no, a Blu-ray of special not. feature where they're going? We went into this thinking it actually, was going to be yes. shit. Actually, yeah. no, yes. I can give you three oh, really? off the top of my head. I can give you one straight off the top. And that's the only reason I have them is yeah. because the actual <laughs> commentary is better actually, than the whole Actually, yeah, film. I can give you two. Yeah. Sidney J. Fury talking about Superman 4 in the commentary. Yeah, fair enough. And, uh, oh, well, that's after years of retrospect. Well, you know? And Goddard talking about Ma- Masters of the Universe. Yeah, he, no, that's after his, years of retrospect went so, from public opinion. Is, well, no, his oh is so God, candid. Like this year. His is so candid, though, yeah. um, that he sits there and goes... 
he sits there in in the Master Universe when he goes, yeah, I didn't like the lighting in this scene. That, and I fought with yeah. my DOP. I had to fire my DOP at this point. I got another one in. And then this guy was actually okay. And he goes, oh, see, this scene is shot by the other guy again. I don't it's, like this. It's, <laughs> but it's easy to do that after 30 years of people yeah. putting it on gloriously yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's another thing because most, most audio commentaries are recorded now uh, during yeah. while the work yeah. like during the work print yeah. you know before it hits cinemas like you often yeah. hear them saying we don't know this hasn't hit cinemas yet we don't know how people are going to react to this it would be much braver you know if, if a director on that said look you know what i hated this entire process yeah. this was terrible the, the film shit as far as I'm concerned you know yeah. while you know on, on the, the, the contemporary DVD not the retrospective DVD yeah. you know 30 years down the track you know but so you know my f- it's, sorry yeah. man just real quick yeah. uh, my favourite my favourite directors of all time man and, and it happens a lot in horror that's why yeah, I think yeah, I, I get imagine. to see it a lot is a lot of these people will talk both from love and hate of their own film and I love that kind of experience we were sitting there and the dudes are like what the hell are we doing here like what was this it's yeah. like the yeah. scene before was amazing and it cost like 40 bucks and we made the best blood scene ever but this scene I don't even know what she was doing and it's like that's a really cool thing to see or what I really love is when you actually watch a commentary on a film and the director is like giving you a film school while he's doing it John John Carpenter's are hysterical John Carpenter on the Assault on Precinct 13 commentary so he's watching it and he's going yeah so in this scene he goes oh we crossed the line there now the line is actually an action axis which actually dictates the direction he goes we crossed he goes oh well we were young (laughs) (laughs) exactly I admit my fault this is actually something Dave was talking about the other day it's like you you see all these people just rushing to get vanilla DVD releases out it's kind of like there's a whole gen- and people and directors who I don't do audio commentaries I don't yeah. share my, my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you know there's a whole oh gener- so you're afraid you're right afraid. We there's, get it. there's a whole generation of kids who are going to miss out on knowing how to make a film because the masters aren't aren't yeah. sharing they're their, not they're their not sharing their anymore. things yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. so coming yeah. back to the legend not, of Hercules. not that I think that this was a <laughs> masterful film yeah. Rini Harlan did tracks I downloaded that film based on the thing alone. Oh man, this guy's a genius of bad films. Bad films. This is the man who directed Deep Blue Sea, uh, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. Ford Fairlane, yeah. Die, Hard. Die Hard Two. Uh, um, um, he did that one that we Long saw. Long Kiss Goodbye. No. Long Kiss Goodnight, which is actually Goodnight, one of his sorry. rare good ones. Cutthroat um, Island as well. Cutthroat Island. Island. Oh, Cutthroat Island. No, no, no. Gina Davis. Remember yeah. the remember the film that we came out of the previous screening for and went. That should have been a good film. And oh. what happened? Five Five Days of War or whatever yeah. it was called. Oh yeah, that's what. The, Ready Exorcist do. the beginning. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> did he do cliffhanger? He did cliffhanger yeah, he as did well. Cliffhanger, yeah. Yeah. So Rennie Harlan's hit and miss. Anyway, the point with this film is. There is there are moments in this film where you sit there and you go, I have seen this film before. There is a moment where in a cave they're being attacked by both sides. They've got red capes on. They've all got abs. They literally redo. 300. Oh, when I say literally, no. I mean literally. Whole oh. thing. Go into shield positions. Look, cut the... David, cut we're going to have to sit, we're gonna have to sit down afterwards and just, just discuss the word literally. No, no, but I'm just, saying... Just go on. I'm saying... Well, actually, do you want to know something really funny? If I wanted to, I could use it in both ways because it's now actually, in the dictionary. Actually, that's true. One it's now both in the dictionary. Yeah, you're talking about directors that give like you know, the the audience a uh, school, a film school. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is a podcast. Yes, giving a podcast. My God. Self-editing so, during so, the show. So, so what we, we did there was make a joke based <laughs> on the use of language. <laughs> so after he does his 300 moment where he's literally doing the shots exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Zack Snyder, ramping the camera, the whole bit. However, here's the interesting part. Rennie Harlan doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so what he's doing is he's copying Zack Snyder, as Richard said on a previous show, 
who knows what looks cool but doesn't know why it's doesn't cool. Know why. Yeah. So we've got Rennie Harlan copying Zack Snyder no. because he thinks it looks cool from a man who didn't even know why it was cool in the first place. And then we've got Zack, then we've got Rennie Harlan saying, "Well, now we finished the 300 moment. Let's put them onto a barge." Oh, here we go. We've got the Ben Hur moment. <laughs> they go. Then it's like every sequence in this film. We have a Romeo and Juliet moment. We have. If we this ha- was GMC, I'd say let's call this episode. Let's put them on a barge. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, the whole point of all of that rant was that this Hercules with the rock is about a thousand times better. (laughs) Wow. And so you sit there and you watch this and you go, this film is actually very well made. It's got nice special effects. The action sequences are fine. Yes, it drags a little bit in the middle, but it's interesting. And it came, we came to a conclusion, Richard and I came to a conclusion when we came out of the movie, which is, I think, Personally, that Renia, uh, that uh, Matt, what's his name again? What's this guy's name? Brett Ratner. Oh, Brett Ratner. Brett yes. Ratner is one of the most maligned directors in Hollywood. Pretty much this, based on X three. Based on one goddamn film. This is the man who actually made After the Sunset. This is the man who actually made Tower Heist. This is the man who made Rush Hour. He's actually made some good films, not masterpieces. He is a craftsman. He's not an artist. He's just a man who put Chris Tucker on the map. (laughs) He put Chris Tucker on the map. So he's made... I don't know. Look, dude, I I, got to call you on that one. Friday was where he... You guys, that's wrong. So Brett Ratner comes along. He's a craftsman. He knows how to compile a film, give it a middle, beginning, middle, and end, put it on... Put high high entertainment value. Okay, mm. we're not talking about high art here. We're talking about blockbuster films. Mm. He dared to take over the X Men from Brian Singer, who is some sort of why is he a god? I don't know, but for some reason Brian Singer has got mm-hmm. this holier than thou opinion, uh, popular opinion amongst because he's raped anyone who disagrees with him. Allegedly, 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 refer to another show. Uh, <laughs> He dared take on X-Men. There'll be more female directors in Hollywood now. <laughs> and he dared to make an X-Men that wasn't what the fans wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah and because yeah. of that, Shit, whenever you hear Think about his it. name <laughs> mentioned now, they say Brett Ratner's new film. People go, oh, Brett Ratner. I, dude, again, the, 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 man, the, man, made Red, <laughs> the man made Red Dragon work, a film that Absolutely. I literally thought yeah. couldn't he, exist. He I made was, a better Hannibal film than Ridley Scott did. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm, I'm sorry, but Hannibal is a weird miss. <laughs> and also, it, like, it, it misses the importance of the story when you've actually read it as a book. Yeah, it's like, the book's I so rich with. And, yeah. and you get to the end and it's like, I had read the book beforehand and I got into the film and it's like I walked out of the end and I'm like, what happened? Like, how did that end? I'm lost. Wait, that wasn't like the took, whole point? He took one scene that he liked in the book and yeah. then it's like, oh, I, can, I can make a movie around that. I did. Yeah. And it's like, they couldn't get Jodie Foster so they got, uh, they, they, Julianne got Moore. they got Julianne Moore and then Julianne Moore refused to do the most important scene in the film. I would have just mm. been like, then you're out. Yeah. Next, yeah. I'll get a new actor. It's like, at this stage, it doesn't matter who I put in this seat because they're going to be different to the person that was in mm. the first one. And it's like, the worst thing about that is the ending because it makes no sense. I gotta like, say, Hannibal, I'm, let I'm gonna, me go. I'm gonna go one step further than both of you and I'm gonna say that uh, Brett Ratner actually made a better Red Dragon film than Michael Mann. Ooh. So. Oh, yeah. Michael oh, Mann's film tough. is a mess. Michael Mann's film is an 80s film that looks like a television show and it looks like it's an episode of Miami Vice. Like ta- it was shot like a But TV it also had shot. no tension and the guy who played Hannibal was terrible. And so basically... Oh, wait, yeah. you're meaning... Oh, sorry, we're talking, I'm talking about Manhunter. I'm talking about Manhunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, is, dude, that's awful. Which is also that's called awful. Red Dragon. Yeah, 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 and it was re- rebranded as Red Dragon 
after Silence of the Lambs. And I'm sorry, the older was... I get, the more I hate that dude from CSI. It's like, mm. I'm sorry, he's not a bad actor. He's not. <laughs> no, he's really a bad actor. No, 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 he yeah. is a bad actor. I've seen him do some interesting stuff in CSI. Sure, and I know everyone hates mean... talking about the show. <laughs> but it's like, dude, any actor can have his moments, right? Yeah, yeah can that's I, can what I, ask, I mean. Before we move on to Snowpiercer, can I ask, how do the two Hercules versions compare with a Disney version? I, ooh. Which... Compared to so I think I think really the Disney. The, can you imagine if the Rock was singing this? You know, yeah, Rock. Actually. Yes, yeah, the Rock I actually could. Into this. this would have been the after version after after um, be cool. after be cool. Yes, yeah. I could imagine him. <laughs> I, I could imagine that man do anything after that. Yeah, I think that that's the better version. Yeah, <laughs> everybody got rent the DVD. All right, so <laughs> let's move on to our second film because oh we God, have yes. we have milked movie, Hercules yeah. to death. Yeah. So let's go on. We're going to say the next. Film. Ow, sorry, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the nipples for it. No, anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Uh, Snowpiercer, directed by Jun Ho Bong and written by Jun Ho Bong and Kelly Masterson. Boy, that name suddenly looks way out of place, doesn't it? Based on the graphic novel. Uh, now, the graphic novel has got a French name that I wasn't willing to try and um, uh, pronounce. So that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down here. Uh, it stars Chris Evans, Kang Ho Song, uh, Ed Harris, John Hurt. Again, it's a John Hurt double feature. Mm-hmm. John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, and Alison Pill. Set in a future where a failed climate change experiment kills all life on the planet, except for a lucky few who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe where a class system emerges. Once again, sources IMDb, and once again, doesn't tell us really anything about the film. Here's a little taste of the trailer. This chaos. A thousand people in an iron box. 18 years I've hated the train. 18 years I've waited for this moment. This is your world. The train saved humanity. The engine lasts forever. The population must always be kept in balance. I said sit down. Passengers, eternal order. From the sacred engine, we must occupy our preordained position. I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. No yours. Keep your place. Those bastards in the front think they own us. We'll be different when we get there. What do you say? We take the engine and we control the world. Soon, that sounds like a good place right there. All right, so that's from the trailer of Snowpiercer. Now, I have also seen this film, but because I've just talked so much on Hercules, I'm going to throw this over Hercules. to Dave. Hercules! Hercules. I'm going to throw this over to... <laughs> Snowpiercer! Snowpiercer! I'm going to throw this over to Dave. Sounds like a James Bond title. Before I throw it over to you, all I'm going to say is the releasing of this film has been shameful. Filthy. It has been filthy. It was shown as a darling at the Sydney Film Festival. It's finally been released here and it is showing in one cinema. It is showing mm-hmm. at the Newtown Dandy and it is showing for one week only. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you sit there and go, what the and they, hell? They, they were in Sydney and they brought Chris Evans down to Sydney for, <laughs> for a one week film release. So I don't understand what Roadshow is thinking and all I got to say is, my God, you guys have got this so wrong. I haven't seen a film released this wrong in some time. Mm. I haven't seen, probably, dude, I would say since um, uh, Kevin in the Woods. Yes, like that was since the last, Ke- which was yeah. also Roadshow, yeah. ironically enough. There's so Cool things they could have done with this, though. Yeah, like they should give out protein bars when you walk in. You eat it through the movie, and then at the end of the film, you're like, "What about no, no, like like jelly?" (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like (laughs) Uh, Dave, take it away. 
And okay, I'll just start with wh- how I saw it. I guess I, I saw it at the Sydney Film Festival, and I'd seen no trailers, nothing. I I just knew the concept. Yeah, right. You know? That would have so, been different again. And, and the whole experience was different. Like um. We know the concept based. We just watched the trailer. Yep. It's a train, yep. the third class in the back, first class at the front. I think, I think, that's especially, I, I really like the way they put it here where a class system emerges. I think mm. that's really interesting because I think that's kind of how they talk about it in the film is that idea that you're getting, um, you're getting that uh, kind of distance from totally. uh, the thing. And it's just because they've lived there so long, this has naturally just kind of happened. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because that's how class systems are made. And I think that's a really interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Point. You don't see the top from where you no, are. And so, no. like, I, I saw the whole movie through the third class. Yeah. Oh, right. And like, I didn't, I, di- I didn't know that the train, what was going to be in the next cart. I didn't know that if, if there was actually a Wilfred, mm. the, you know, mm. who runs the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even know Ed Harris was in the film, yeah. for example. Exactly. You know, like, I had no idea. So I'm, I literally went on this, this journey from train to train to train. Yeah. And because in the trailer, you watch it now, it shows you like half the carriages, yeah. shows you half the weirdness. But for me, walking in fresh, it's weird. And I felt it really weird seeing uh, the trailer and seeing so much interesting content in this and then also kind of having um, having kind of when, – when I saw the movie, uh, it was shot very differently to what I expected. And I think the problem is, especially going into it, I didn't know it was a director like this. Yeah. I thought it was a Western director and I was like, I'm really confused as to why you're doing this the way you're doing it. And it's like I think as far as the visuals go, stupendous. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing i think the 3d and everything in it is really respectful and really decently put together like it won't age badly like this could hold together i felt the film as a part hit too many cliches for me which is why i really struggled with it because i'm like i've seen these movies before i've seen this kind of film before i've seen films about class structure and about somebody going from nothing to the top of the system and it's like and it's so it's not new but what he's done with it is so new that i i really want people to know that i think this film is really Mm. unique it yeah, really like, um, like I, I can agree with you that a lot of the stuff in the movie is unoriginal and, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, uh, but there are certain spins on it for me mm-hmm. that I find make it fresh yeah. enough. Yeah. And then not only are there certain spins, there's like extreme weirdness yeah. to it. And like for me, I'm the kind of person that really likes films that are abrasively weird, mm. that like almost flip you the finger. Like, you know, yeah. you, you know. Oh, you expected this? Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like here's a machine gun out of yeah. a, out of a bag of eggs, yeah. you know, like, or here's a pregnant lady that's going to get shot. Like, like yeah. it's like these kind of things I really like in a film. I don't yeah. know what that says about me, but <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but no, like, but for example, the, there's a reveal at the end about the protein bars mm. and we won't say what it is because yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to spoil, but that to me was like, I wanted to stand up and cheer that a movie had the balls yeah. to, to have and this. Kind of, yeah, and so like, it's things like that, like the, yeah. the balls of the movie, I kind of enjoy I think, more than. I think it's very traditional. Uh, it's, it's very. Cause like, like I, I said to Dave, sorry, Josh to interrupt you but I said to Dave when, when I found out that he wasn't too solid on the film mm. because he had mentioned to me oh, I predicted the ending from the beginning mm. and I said well there's only two ways this movie can end really yeah. It wasn't so yeah. much that I predicted the ending. I actually predicted everything leading up to the ending. In yeah, the sense I of think the I had structure the structure of what the, the yeah. actual story was. Yeah. I, like, what, but uh, I mean, what, like, you can predict the ending to. A sure, and a lot of them I do. But here's the, here's the trick, which was that. It, uh, and see, I think you misinterpreted. I actually really like Snowpiercer. I thought Snowpiercer was actually a really good film. Yeah. yeah. I, think I remember you when you talked it. about it yeah. when uh, you'd been to the Sydney mm-hmm. Film Festival, you came back and you actually referred to it as possibly the film of yeah. the year. Yeah, I still yeah. think it's, it's in my top five for okay. sure. Yeah. I don't think I'd go that far. Yeah, no, I think enough. I think it is an entertaining adventure film mm. that uh that does some kind of unique things. Yeah. 
but overall, that's that's kind of where I, I leave it. I also, you know I, mean? I also like, think that um that the director shot the shit out of it, and I, yeah. I thought personally, considering I don't, the constriction yeah. of the sets, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think, it, I don't like know if you guys agree with me or not. But like my opinion of the movie is that it was really inventive mm-hmm. in how it was filmed and, yeah. and and its angles. Like I really thought it was a creative way of absolutely filmically telling a yeah. story. Yeah. Um, you and know, I, and, and it's, and it's, it's it kind is of video game. It's totally it's video game. It's kind of that level it's one, level two, you know, level three. But for me, like this this journey of going from carriage to carriage, and yeah. then every single carriage was a different science fiction mm. carriage. And yeah. like I'd felt that as I progressed through that carriage, yeah. that I'd gone through yeah. science fiction history. Yeah, mm. you know, <laughs> and then at the end, the the you know, well, we can't go in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go to that far. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, the end is anticlimactic, and there's, there's a, there is a ten minute exposition dump at the end that's going to piss a lot of people off. And this is what I'm talking about. And I, I'm going. This scene's going on a little bit too long, you know. But and I think the problem is, man, like, uh, uh, maybe it's just, maybe it's just uh, film fans will have this problem. But it's like I share Dave's view because I actually said in the first 15 minutes, I'm like, please don't let this be a film where this happens, this happens, this happens, and Mm. then that happens, and and they were all right. And I was like, look. I'm not going to beat on it for that, mm. but what I will do is I'll say, "Look, man, you're sh-, like that's what pulls it down from what was a great film is the things that make me sad about it are the things where I'm like, you could have put a bit more work into this and it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Like it would have been, right. yeah. it would have been so memorable. It would be like, oh, you know, like Alien, this, that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it could have been in the greats." If it had put the effort into all of the parts, of we the also film. have to remember that we are ba- we have a base source material that we have to come from as well. Yep. So we don't. I haven't read the yeah, Snowpiercer. Um, uh, supposedly, it's a lot different. Yeah, to what yeah. I, I haven't read it, so I'd like yeah. to read it to find out yeah. what actually happened. But there this are, there is are, his screen story. So, like, for I sit here thinking that you guys are doing a disservice to the movie, mm. and I'm sure you sit back looking at me thinking that we're I'm overpraising it. Yeah, but I, it's just personal taste. Yeah, of course. And again, dude, like, you watch it in a very special thing. It's like when you go into film festival, you see a lot of crap. Mm. You do. It's just like uh, no, not crap. You just see you, you see a yeah. lot of films, and you, you see, see a lot, lot of films yeah. that are trying, and a lot of films that may not even make it. And then you saw this, mm. and that's different, man. Because it's like if I had watched it in a situation like that, where I'd watched other films that weren't as great, and then this had come along, I probably would have looked at that differently. But I did watch it at home. Mm. No, you know? I also do think. I also do think that. Um, uh, that regardless of film festival or not, I think you are going to get a lot out of Snowpiercer. Yeah. Don't get me mm. wrong. I think you are going to watch it and you're going to go, this is a good adventure film. Mm. Yeah. Because once you get past the idea that you go, okay, I think I know that how this is going to go, mm. then you can kind of go along for the journey. Mm. And now yeah. the question is, is that journey but see, is that journey interesting enough to carry it through? That's where I'm confused about because I'm not sure I understand what you guys mean by you know where it's going to go. Because the film like, to me was really unpredictable. I think not, dude. I can like, give that, an example. I mean, I can give yeah. an example but, but it, it might be predictable in the sense of like, well, they're, they're moving through this carriage to this carriage, but the, no, the things that I, happen I, I, in the carriage... Here's a, here's a, maybe it's just my naivety Here's an interesting idea for you. Put it to you this way. You know how you feel about trailers? You don't want to know anything about the film because you want it to be a surprise. Mm. You want to be an experience. However, if you know what's coming, when it happens, you go, "Yeah, I knew that was coming." Yeah, you don't it's go. Like you don't. You don't have that excitement. experience where you go, "Damn, I didn't see that coming." Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's like my god, that's interesting. But if you know it's coming, I have and I, and I love a film where I don't know where it's. I, I love yeah. a film where you get halfway through a film and you go, "I don't know how they're going to end yeah. this." 
like, I don't know how they're going to resolve this. You I know? would say like Brick to me, like uh, the uh, Brian. Good example. Yeah, it's it's like for me that film uh, is constantly ahead of me, mm-hmm. right? And it's like four viewings in, I'm still finding stuff I didn't pick up last time. With yeah. this film, I've got the opposite problem. I looked at it and it's like the thing you talked about that we're not going to discuss with the bars mm. and stuff like that. I was like, that's obvious to me because I've seen so many films like it. I didn't know exactly. Yeah, I didn't know enough. exactly what was going to be in there, but I knew it wasn't going to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then as we move, as we move through and this it is really hard without, it spo- it's really hard, without really hard without because spoiler, it's so. predictable because it's predictable. I think the problem became with it as I was watching it, I'm not being surprised. That's my issue mm-hmm. is the fact that I think it's not so much that. And, and again, like not everyone's seen every film in the world that like myself and, and, exactly. and the ones, mm-hmm. the ones that have given me these storylines that I already know. So I'm, comparing them to films I've seen previously. And I understand that that may not be a, a particularly great way to view the film, but it's yeah, like no, no, when you, you have the that, con- the you, lose the, you lose the shock and awe. It's yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. know what's behind the curtain before the curtain drops. Yeah, it's no, like, no, 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 that's, 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 yeah. that's almost sad. I agreed. Like, you know, but dude, that's yeah. what happens. It's yeah, like when you've seen a lot yeah. of films, you look at yeah. something and you're like, if it's not original, mm. I will judge it for not being yeah. original. So, that's, that's all. But, but, but my, my, I guess, yeah, I guess I haven't looked at it that way yeah. before. Yeah. So, yeah. so the next, is, so man. the next stage is this. So the next stage is to say, to it's very, it's very blasé to basically go, okay, I know what's coming, so therefore the film is bad. No, no that's not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What actually happens here is you say, okay, I kind of know where this is going, or I'm going to be able to predict the ending of this. Now, what I want to know is. How does this journey take place? Yeah, or, and then or like look, the surprises, and then, and then we look and the, the little surprises throughout the things you didn't expect, yeah. like, like, like the school okay. teacher, like like to to, okay. to to walk. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. not predictable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I'm 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 not like a full idiot. Like I'm yeah. stupid, yeah. but I'm not I'm not a crazy. Yeah, stupid yeah. Yeah, I'm not a crazy stupid, idiot. Dude. But like like I can predict the beats of almost any film that we watch right, right, because right. how much can a film do in yeah, two hours? Yeah, but we're not talking about we're not talking about beats. We're talking about specifics. Yeah. Okay. So as an example, but I mean like. It's so it's so it's a bit rich for me to to like think like well I knew going in they were gonna move from carriage to carriage like yeah um, but I'm, no, I'm like going that, I'm going that's, more, that's I'm, not what you're saying like yeah, at all. I'm like, going like, much more specific yeah, than that yeah yeah I had yeah. looked at the poster so I knew Ed Harris was in the film okay yeah. as an example so but I didn't I thought Wilford could have been anybody so I when they start ref- so when they existed, start referring like, to Wilford I go that's Ed Harris okay mm, because yeah. we haven't seen Ed Harris at this point so therefore he must be Wilford right mm. it's like piecing it together then you sit there and go okay, they've talked about, this is kind of minor spoilers, so those who don't want to hear any more, the show is going to end in a minute, so you might want to tail <laughs> off here, okay? <laughs> My, minor spoilers, but just to highlight the point, I need to be able to talk about something. Mm. We'll talk about some of the early stuff, okay? Mm. So basically, though, as an example, he goes, there have been revolutions before, but nobody's made it to the front, Okay, Mm -hmm. so my immediate reaction to that is I look at it and go and I'm going to put it into kind of metaphor. So it's not really spoilers, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of spoilers. Okay, I said to my lovely wife, Katie, I said, this is they're going to matrix this. Mm. Okay, that was exactly the words I use. I said, they're going to matrix this. Yeah, what they're looking at these and, and to put it this way and the rest of it, you can extrapolate on yourself. These revolutions are planned. Mm. And that's, yeah. all, that's all I'll say, okay? Yeah. And I, I went into much more. Okay. I went into much more detail with her. I'll just I'll just stop you quickly because it, yeah. it feels to me like that that at that point I don't know about you, Josh. I don't know, mm. but based on what Dave said, it seems like the film lost you at that point already. Well, no, because, no. because the thing want? is like like that you should be there for the characters and their journey. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be thinking like. Oh, hey! I bet you at the end of this movie, like you know, it's going to be revealed. The blah blah blah. You, sh- you should be like, what is Chris Evans? Where but is he that's from? That's the point I was going to yeah, make. Yeah. So they probably lost you already. But that's no. the point I was going to make. 
once you've gotten over that point, once I, because I, there was a point, because remember, I'm going into this film with the preconception of this is possibly one of the finest films of the year. Mm. Okay? That's yeah. what I'm going into it with. That's right? fair. And that's not just you. I've heard this from several people. Okay? Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm go- not alone. Hey? No. So <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going into it with this preconception. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I look at it and go... I don't think this is the best film of the year because it's a bit derivative. I've seen this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe not in this exact circumstance, maybe not on a train, but I've but, seen the story before. However, so 10 minutes in, I'm going, okay, I've seen this. Now, what I'm doing is I'm now watching the film to see Chris Evans and everybody else and see mm. how this plays out. Yeah. Specific scenes, mm-hmm. specific action sequences, specific beats yeah. throughout the film. Sure. That stuff is great. And yeah. that's the thing. And I that's really the, That's where the positivity the towards mm-hmm. this film comes well, from. Well, I guess exactly. I agree with you. That's, it's that's like, for what makes it, yeah, like exactly. for me, that's the additional that's material the that enjoy- makes it way better than a basic story. And, but see, that's the difference. That's the enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Why it is not one of the finest films of the year for me is because it's derivative. You yeah. know what I mean? So I look at it and go, it's not that original. Mm-hmm. The, it's not like you don't watch it like you watched The Shining the first time and go, I've never seen anything like this in I've my never life. Never seen long shots of empty hallways. Yeah, it's you, like, know, you, you know how it's you like know, each the, one of these you things watch is it, original. When you watch a true masterpiece that will stand the test of time, you know why it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Because you watch it and you go, even if you've watched it 20 years after it's originally come out, you yeah. go, man, I see what they were talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the reason that they become film masters is because these films are like almost to a, to a point, maybe apart from individual problems with the films, you can look at them and go, as a whole, you did all of the, the main parts of this right. You told a story that was original. You bet, you know, and it's like, you look at all of those parts and you go, yeah, sure, this was an overall amazing film. To look at Snowpiercer, I have to be both loving for it and also critical. Mm. And the critical parts of me have mm. to attack it for the things it did wrong. And sure. I, I, I t- yeah. attack is too yeah. harsh a word. I'm not even attacking well, it. Mm. I'm looking at it and going, the reason why I don't think it is a five-star film, the reason why I think it is yeah, probably about a four-star four. four yeah. film. It's you know a good I mean? four. Yeah. It's, and it's, that's it's a, a great review. Good, it's, a, yeah. it's a good solid four. It is an entertaining two hours. And you will be surprised. Yeah, it it will. Yeah, 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 you will nice. be surprised. Totally. There are moments yeah. in this film where those doors that, open to the next yeah. carriage and you go, what the hell? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, there's also a lot a lot to the movie, like the the thematic value of the yes. movie. And and sort of all this predictability kind of stuff almost needs to be there in a part in order to make these points. At least, at least a lot of these points. Yeah, and look, and, and I don't want... Particularly the ending of the film. I don't ever want anybody to think that I don't like this film. No, I mean, you well, guys we are, do we are, like it. We are looking at it through a critical eye. And we're yeah. looking at it going, how... Look, in 20 years, am I going to look back at Snowpiercer and go, that film was amazing. Dude, exactly. You know I mean? The people that in, don't see it in the There's a carriage that is a sauna. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. But in 20 years, in 20 years' <laughs> Not time... Not maybe not to you guys, but I that was, makes me, like, really happy. Like, like for example, the logistics. How do these people move from carriage to carriage? And, like, oh, none dude. of it makes any sense. Like, no. like Well, but, and that's actually, you, that's actually a minor quibble. And that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem, right? It's a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so just, I just wipe it off like a stain on yeah. the table. Bottom, like, line like, is, <laughs> bottom line is, I look at, I look at Snowpiercer and I go, in 20 years, I will remember Snowpiercer, but it will not be... The masterpiece yeah, of a film. Yeah. In, 20 like, years, in 20 years' time, I will still be watching 2001. Yeah. And I will but, still be getting something out of it. But I'll, you know? tell you, I'll say but this I'm to you. But I'm not trying to compare it to 2001. No, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about masterpiece to just yeah. a yeah. good film. Yeah. Like, I, mean, like, dude, I just it, said it was one of the top five movies of this year. Like, oh, dude, it might I, be my I, favorite, I but it doesn't mean I'm saying like my critical brain is going. Oh, no, dude. We're Dave, just like, you asked us essentially why we had problems with it. It's like, I just want to make it clear for people listening so that I don't cop. 
crap for this. <laughs> you know, like, like, right. like, like, Fair like you guys, I know what you're yeah. talking about. But like, nobody, uh, I, yeah, Dave yeah. doesn't cop crap for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, this is definitely, definitely crap free. Yeah. But yeah. what I wanted but to like, say, I just wanted to say, like that, like I don't really necessarily have my critical hat on with this movie when I'm calling it my yeah. favorite movie of the year. Like, it's, it's a populist not, opinion. It's yeah. not the best movie of the year if I'm going to be like analytical and, okay. and yeah. serious yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. this. You know, like, yeah. The, so just man, just to have and that clear so people don't come up to me and yeah. go, that's that crazy Look, guy. Dude, and, like, and, how about that Hercules example, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> last, year, last year, I really loved the film yeah. Drive and said that it was yeah. one of my favorite films of the year. After going and back I disagreed with him. Yeah, and, and going back and watching it on a second or a third time and also seeing the hype that came with it with the people that were there and it's like listening to these people talk, I'm like, no, that isn't the reasons I liked it. I liked it because of this shot work and this and it was really interesting going back I'm like yeah cool if someone wanted to call me out on that I'd be like yeah you know I'm yeah. sure there were better films that year it's like and there are films we're definitely that, not going to hold you accountable no, and there are films that depending on how you felt at the time the moment in time everything else where it just hit you at exactly mm. the right moment yeah. and gave you that gut punch and you went that was fucking yeah. brilliant you know yeah. what I mean and there are other times when you'll go back and watch the same film and go what did I see? In that? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, like, that, that could happen yeah. when this comes out. On it, happens, you know? it happens to I me could a watch lot. It. I'll go see a film and I'll go, this yeah. is amazing. And this... then I watch it later with somebody else and they'll go, what are but you at the same about? time, Snowpiercer is the kind of film I would bring out on a movie night for yeah. people that hadn't yes. seen it. And, yes. and in doing like, that, exactly, it's... Josh, exactly. Like, because I'm the kind of guy when I go to the movies, when I go to a movie like this, I'm yeah. like clapping along, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I, not I, sort of going. I think that's, a, that's my only thing yeah. about this film is it's like this film is a really interesting masterpiece. But um, to give you an idea, some of the people I were watching with did not like this mm. film. We had walkouts at the festival. Yeah. yeah and it's like, look, I understand. It's like the people's reasoning that I was in the room with made sense to me like mm. they were like okay can I just say this whole bit has gone along too too long or, the, or, or something like that and I'm listening to them I'm like look even though I'm enjoying this I, I can see your point mm. and I looked at that and I was like look I understand that it's like it's so sci-fi and it's so focused that I'm like look I I I have to understand both sides of this. It's like some people watch this and really connect to it. Some people watch it and connect to it less. Some of people mm. won't like it. And it's like totally. because of that, I think it's, it's just, it's a, yeah. It's odd. Yeah. Yes. You know, and like I completely, un- and our, and I film, completely understand what you film guys Film is always from. a completely subjective it's thing. Exactly. Yeah. And people yeah. are going to agree and disagree all over the place. I remember one prime example of this. Josh and I got into an argument on this very show because I saw Buried and thought Buried was mm-hmm. fabulous. I haven't changed my opinion and on Josh, that, by the And way. Josh wasn't enamored by Buried. Yeah. And we basically got into this really good discussion about the fact that I thought it was great and he didn't. And, you know. Yeah. And, but that's I still fine. remember that show. It's a great show. You know, and that's fine. That's a beautiful thing about film is it is every film is going to be a completely different experience for every single person. Exactly. There were people in that audience last night that I'm sure walked out of Hercules thinking it was the greatest film they had ever seen. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I walked out of Hercules thinking that was far better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. You know what I mean? So everybody is different and yeah. everybody's going to have a different perspective on yeah. something. And, and every person's opinion is valid. The reason we do this show is so Except that you mine. can have... <laughs> no, no, <sorry>. The reason <laughs> we do this show is so that we offer one opinion or in this case four opinions mm. out there and you can make up your own mind and I always say if, make if, up your if own it mind was just our, if it was just our opinions man the show would be boring it would it's be like boring you gotta have different people's views on things absolutely and this is why the more people we get on this show the more fun it is because you Damn get right. those con- that, that conflict yeah, that's that going on but in typical film actually tradition we have gone way over time we need to finish <laughs> up I gotta get out of here we've gotta get Josh to a dinner party so we've uh, gotta get out of here um 
We've got a little bit of housekeeping to finish up, so we're going to say agree or disagree with us on any of what we have said today. Send your email to feedback at filmactually.com or drop us a voicemail on... I don't know if this is the current number. <laughs> I think it might be. I don't know. Anyway, there's a voicemail. Go Geek Actually, uh, all one word. You don't need to friend us. You can leave voicemails there. Uh, get any merchandise or join our fan page. Uh, you can get the merchandise on our website. Follow us on Twitter. Everything is on the geekactually.com website. This show will be coming back not as a weekly show, but as a fortnightly show. GMC will be back next week. So I've always loved about you, Dave. You're an optimist. <laughs> um, now, uh, you can search for this on iTunes. Of course, you've probably already found it. Josh, where can people find more of you? Uh, RawDLC.com. I, I just, sorry, I'm reading like the thing we wrote at the bottom of this for obviously Gone, which is the movie where oh, it's yeah, like, it's because the, the score to Gone was boring as crap. We'll close with <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Gone. Um, yeah, you no. remember Gone? That I do, a, man. A good I, show. I'm going back and doing that again. All right. Let's Apparently, the opening clip was from Life Force. Yeah, well, in that show, it was the opening clip for this show was uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. Uh, Richard, where can people find more of you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at BehindThePanels.net. And and I'll just leave it at that because God knows when I'll update the other side. <laughs> Dave Longo. Oh, sorry. Twitter at DVD Bits. <laughs> Twitter at DVD Bits. Okay, Dave Longo. Hey, you can find me at snowpiercer.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sorry about that, Richard. It got into a really long Oh, no, no. Uh, that was funny, that reference you made to that thing we were talking about before <laughs> when I was in the room. Now, I'm going to throw, throw out some plugs that I have not thrown out in quite some time. I'm oh going to say thank you to our cartoonist, Josh Spencer, at attackninja.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Still the coolest web domain ever. Uh, we saw Josh over at Oz Comic Con. He's working hard, and our cartoons are still in use today. We are trying to get some for Dave Longo, so we're going to get those going. Yeah. And... Boys, we have not forgotten about you over at the Real Junkies podcast at weekendronin.com. Are they, they still going? Man. Yes, they are. Oh, wow. they, record, they record every week. And the last, I think their last uh, uh, description of their episode said, we review movies and we drank a lot of beer. <laughs> so it's like, yes, they're still at it and they're still doing it. So still doing it. good for them. Yeah. Uh, they're a podcast like ours, but they're fueled by tequila and they see a lot more movies at the moment than we've been seeing. But hey, we're back baby <laughs> alright uh, as I said the opening clip was from Lethal Weapon 2 and I think that's it I think that's a show and I'm going to yeah. say thank you to all of uh, all of the panel who are here today everybody out there go see more movies you haven't seen enough movies and all of life's questions are answered in the movies and we'll see you all in two weeks two weeks